Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yep, across the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning to you. It is the Michael Duke Show. Uh, we are diving at fun day Monday because I said so. That's it's, it's fun because I said so. It's it's I mean, that's just my opinion or my it's I'm I'm trying to make it so by saying it's fun. So welcome to the program. And thanks for coming on in and joining us. Uh, hour one of the big radio broadcast today. And it's uh, you and me and possibly possibly you. That's who it is. There we go. We got lights and everything else. We're ready to go. Taking uh, taking some calls today. We're going to be talking about uh, stuff that's on the uh, stuff that's on the uh, the headline agenda and everything else. And we are ready to go. And uh, <clears throat> so today it's just kind of a free form, free, free, free form, free form Monday. It's Monday, Monday, fun day, Monday. Uh, so good morning and hi, how are you doing this morning? Are you ready to go? Did you have a great weekend? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It was awesome. I uh, spent the weekend in Fairbanks uh, talking uh, about dog racing. That was the whole, that was the whole point all day, all day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, <clears throat> watching the open North American championships, uh, up in Fairbanks and announcing the races up there. It was a, uh, it was a great, it was a great, it was a great weekend as far as weather and dogs and, uh, uh, you know, seeing these great athletes up there doing their thing. It was, uh, it was impressive. And as always, a fun time to visit with folks in Fairbanks and get a chance to say hi and experience uh, experience a great springtime uh, weekend in uh, in the Fairbanks area. Um, it was great. It was great. It was great. I enjoyed it. And I uh, got a chance to see my mom and dad and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, never enough time, but... Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, back at it, though, here this morning, and we are ready to uh, to dive into the headlines to see what's uh, what's going on and uh, some of the things that are uh, important and that we should talk about. And so let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, first and foremost, I guess I should say that the phone lines are open today. Uh, any topic is. Fair game. We'll uh, we'll cover. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just talk about whatever. How about that? We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, um, and we'll leave the uh, uh, we'll leave the lines just uh, open and ready to go. Uh, I'm working on some guests for this week. 
including um, uh, include. I was going to try and get Sarah Montalbano on today, but uh, the whole weekend just got away from me. It was uh, kind of a whirlwind. If I if I wasn't announcing dog racing and taking care of business, I was sleeping. That was it. Was just kind of that kind of weekend where it was just go 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 until I dropped into bed and ready to get up and do it again the next morning. So uh, <clears throat> I was going to try and get Sarah on, but we just couldn't make it happen. So maybe next Monday we'll try and get Sarah Montalbano on from the Alaska Policy Forum to talk about uh, some of the latest uh, efforts in the educational uh, issues, which I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about today as well. Uh, we've also got headlines from, uh, I mean, everything from the governor's, speaking of education, the governor's pick on the education commissioner. We'll talk about the Mustang Road project. Uh, we'll talk about the latest um, economic forecast and what what is happening with the out-migration. Uh, we'll talk about the new No Patient Left Behind Alone, excuse me, No Patient Left Alone Act uh, that is being discussed right now. Uh, more attempts to fight school choice. Uh, what else we got here? The new Alaska Education Board recommendation on transgendered sports. Um, Larry Persilli's latest piece where he pretends to care about what happens to low-income Alaskans. Um, and I do mean pretends to care about low-income Alaskans. And uh, anything else that might come up and uh, uh, be part of it today. And wherever the phone lines, wherever the phone uh, calls are driving us, we'd love to hear <clears throat> what you have to say. So feel free, again, to give us a call. The phone lines are now open, and uh, they're uh, going on right now. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. From Tin City to Tanana to Tatlanica. Uh, from uh, Cake to Cordova to Ketchikan. Uh, they're all places that you could go and still be in contact with whatever you wanted to do, send text messages, make phone calls, send emails, surf the internet, whatever it is, the folks at Satellite West have got you covered. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com, and they are proud sponsors of the program today, so make sure you go over there and see them, find the list of their dealers, and see what it means to be connected no matter where you go. So 907-433-3150. Um, is the phone line and phone lines are open, uh, and boy, people are already jumping in there this morning. So, uh, maybe before I get to what I, the blah, blah, blah that I want to talk about, maybe we get into your blah, blah, blah and see what you want to say. How about that? That works out for me. Let's go over here and get things started. Kick things off for a fun day. Monday, we start off, uh, over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Bonnie in North Pole. Hello, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Well, I I haven't purchased a firearm in years and years and years. Can I say where I want where I pur purchased it at in, in Fairbanks? Can I say the name of the store? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I went to Sportsman's uh, Warehouse because they had a good deal on a rifle. So. Um, I have, I've heard about all sorts of things, so I thought I'd buy my husband a rifle. I went in there, and I had to apply. It was all, you know, 
it was um, quite the experience because when I, last time I applied, it was just a, a little card I filled out and um, went on my merry way and I bought my um, rifle. But this was quite the experience that I, it was very ridiculous. So they were on the form, it was all electronic. Right. They wanted to know if you were male, female, or non-binary. Okay. You know, we, we can't get away from the crap. I'm right. sorry. We're being groomed. We have to have non-binary crazy asses in the world. And so, you know, you know, I, I, I'm tired of being groomed. Anyway, the other part is I'm still waiting to hear back from them. I have to wait from the big, the, you know, well, now I know why people just go to gun shows and buy guns. <laughs> well, you only have to wait. To you... me, it was a very mortifying experience. So you were delayed is what you're saying. Uh, you should only have to wait three days, and you can go back and pick it up if they haven't denied well, you in three it'll, days. It's, it'll, be three, it'll be three days. I bought it this past Friday. So I'm hoping month today I will get a phone call yeah. today. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, re- getting the ridiculousness in the world. So you have to just kind of close your eyes a lot of stuff. And lately, I try not to look at it all. Right. Anyway, that's got to kind of hold your hold your nose and have. yeah, hold your nose and think through the stink. I, I got it for you. It is definitely. Uh, a frustrating thing where you have to beg the government's permission to exercise a fundamental right. That That is no doubt about that, Bonnie. So in my opinion, it's getting worse and worse every day, but what do I know? <laughs> I, try to, I try to be positive, but it's very hard when you hear about, let me see, let me see, would there be another bank that's going to go bankrupt that you and I have to pay for? So, I don't know. Remember, don't know. remember, Bonnie, it's easier to get a gun than it is to get a library book. That's what I've been told. So remember that as you go through there. Thanks. Oh. Uh, thanks for calling in, Bonnie. I appreciate it. Let's uh, go over here to the next phone call to see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, it's Murph from the Denali Borough area. Hey, Murph, what's on your mind? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. What's uh, happening? I don't, I don't understand why she had uh, a waiting period like that. Maybe it's the store itself because I bought a uh, thirty-eight special about three years ago for a concealed carry class, and I they put me through the computer. Maybe it's because at one point I worked for the government or whatever, but. I was able to walk out with my gun that same day. But uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was I went shopping for the first time in almost five months, and margarine that I usually buy that I used to pay like three forty nine a container for was now over $7, <laughs> almost $8, and that's like a 100% increase, and I was shocked yeah. at uh you know, but inflation's under control. You know, we yeah. hear all this stuff about it's not as bad as, as what they say, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Well, I'll yeah, I mean, to the, rest. the cost, you. appreciate it, Murph. Yeah, the cost of food has uh, gotten a little bit out of control. Look at eggs, look at milk, look at some of these other staples. Definitely a uh, an increase in pricing. That's uh, That's for sure. 
and your experience buying firearms uh, is different. I mean, if you filled out the form and and got an approved right on the spot, you could have walked away with your firearm. But if you are delayed, that means that they have to wait around for three days uh, before they can give you the firearm unless they hear back with a denial right on the spot. So, uh, yeah, your mileage may vary. Uh, it, it definitely can be frustrating when you're trying to get all that stuff done. But, yeah, the cost of things, I just don't think they're going south anytime soon, Murph. Appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Let's go over here and we'll take a third call. Lots of phone calls this morning. I love hearing the, the calls this morning. Let's go over here and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Larry North Pole. Morning, Larry. Um, uh, you uh, may know I get put on delay probably uh, 60%, 70% of the time. Horseman's Warehouse. Right. Their policy is five days if you get put on delay. Oh, they have a separate policy outside of the, the three-day window? So you got, if you buy a gun at Sportsman's, you got to wait five days. Okay. Their, their corporate policy is five days. I'm not buying any more guns at Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, no, that would uh, if they if if they've got a policy that's tougher than what the Fed is doing, then yeah, I would. Uh, I guess I would have the same question as to uh, why would I be why would I want to buy a firearm from them uh, uh, on that regard, especially since that there are other local choices for people that are you know small businesses uh, in our local communities that are doing it. Nothing wrong with sportsmen's, but if they add that policy on top of everything else. I think that they would probably be at the bottom of my list for choices as to where to go and buy firearms. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I got this through the friends of NRA, the firearm, and then it took me, you know, a week and a half because they don't count weekends as the, uh, an actual day. As they call dates, their three days. If it's over the weekend, it don't count. Right, it's three business days, right? If it's a holiday weekend, yeah, three business days. And 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 this was over a holiday, and and I was a week and a half before I could pick up this stupid firearm. It irritated me to no end. Yeah. But anyway, Michael, we had a good time at the gun show this past weekend. Um. Um. It was. Uh, profitable for us and and the widow ladies will be happy <laughs> all right well good anyway now let's go and we'll pick up with you later thanks larry i really appreciate Bye. your call thanks for calling in this morning that's a good way to start off a monday is with some good phone calls if you'd like to be part of it 907-433-3150 907-433-3150 we'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, all the lines are open right now, and we're open to talking about, well, pretty much any topic you want to talk about today. I'm I'm easy. It's Monday. Fun day Monday. Come on in and give us a call. We'll dive into some of these news stories here in a minute and see what you have to say when we continue on your Home for Common Sense radio.
We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, okay, where was I? I was over here. Hey, how are you guys doing? How's it How's it going? Take your Alaska CCW and get your NICS exempt card, says Greg. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the positives of having your card is that you can walk in and you, uh, you can bypass the NICS background check, which is something they didn't have on the uh, CCW for quite a while um and they've reinstated it here in the last few years so you can uh you can walk in and if you buy it fill out the 4473 whatever show them your card and walk out with the firearm because you've passed their good guy test your good guy test so there you go there you go um, Reason Foundation presenting on ways and means tonight, talking about the cost of defined benefits. I know. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to say on that, and I'm going to try and get those presenters from Reason uh, on the program. <clears throat> and uh, that was something that got kind of sucked up in my weekend. I was going to try and get them on to discuss it, uh, but we'll we'll get a we'll get a uh, we'll get an after action review. How about that? An after action review. Uh, Brian says Mustang Road, not to be confused with the Mustang Ranch. Oh, yeah, that's a two totally different things. Although, <laughs> I mean, that that's it's um, uh, OK. All right. Uh, you look like you received some of our Fairbanks sun this weekend. Am I a little by feeling a little red. I definitely did get some sun. It was uh, a beautiful day, especially yesterday. Just a beautiful day. And when you're out, uh, of course, on the snowpack there, getting the reflection off the of the sun off the snowpack, definitely a uh, definitely a sunny, sunny day. It was a it was a it was definitely a nice day yesterday. Um, uh, nice and warm. <sighs> All right. Uh, look at UAA's application to enroll in a class, says Jess. They have non-binary plus 15 other choices listed under, apparently under gender. Male and female already met at the top of the list. But if you look, they, they are in there somewhere. They are in there somewhere. And then Harold said he got an email from a federal agency and had uh, her email signature. It started with she, her, hers. I see that a lot these days in the emails that I get, all the pronouns at the end of the email saying how they identify as what, I mean, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let me see what else is going on here. Um, uh, eggs are 274. What was that? Eggs at Walmart and Fairbanks are 274 per dozen for a large grade A. That's not a bad price. You should stock up. Those things will be worth something one day. <laughs> oh man. Um, Walmart is cheaper. 
these pronouns identify as she, it. Uh, say that fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin McCabe says he identifies as slim and gorgeous. Well, that's, you know, I, I identify as that as well. What is an AKCCW card? How do I get it? It's a concealed carry permit for a firearm. Um, and if you go through the class and do the uh, do all the training and get the class and all that stuff over, you have a permit that uh, we, you can carry without a permit in the state of Alaska, but the permit does have a couple advantages. One is that it is NICS exempt, so you don't have to go through the background check. And also it has reciprocity with something like so what is it these days, Greg? 30 other states, something like that? 30 other states? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good stuff. Um, all right. So <clears throat> all caught up on the – all caught up. That's just – I guess that's just where I'm at. We're all caught up. And it's time to go. we got to jump back into it. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm really not ready. But we're going to do it anyway because that's what you got to do. Okay, fine. We are uh, back to it here. The Michael Luke Show, Monday edition of the program. And I know some of you are out there going, oh, Monday. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. To, I mean, I even, yeah, trying to get the, trying to get the wedge all scored away here. All right. Um, are you ready for, are you ready for the, uh, um, Headlines. I suppose we could just dive right into that. I mean, the phone lines are open, and I would love to just entertain phone calls all day if you want to do that. I'm happy to do that. Uh, phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. I'm happy to happy to check in on that and just see what you have to say. What should we? What should we? I'm looking here. What is the? What is the biggest story that I want to jump in on this morning? I guess. Um, Yesterday, uh, Homer was on a little bit of shaky ground. A magnitude 5.4 earthquake uh, struck off the coast of Homer on Sunday, and it was felt widely in the Kenai uh, as well. The earthquake occurred at just after 7 a.m. yesterday morning, and it was uh, 13 miles west of Homer, according to the uh, earthquake, the Alaska Earthquake Center. And it was reportedly felt as far away as the Matsu. Um, I didn't feel it up in Fairbanks, but I'm sure it was uh, only 5.4. But you know, anytime you feel those earthquakes down there in the in the tidal area, it definitely um, the pucker factor is high, right? I mean, you're just like, ooh, what was? But ooh, because then you got the added complication of possible tsunami and everything else. So. Uh, rocking and rolling down on the peninsula, but not in the good way. So that's, uh, that's one of the big things, uh, as well. Um, there's a huge fight over education. 
going on in the state. I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this and you know, but there's a there's a huge amount of fighting going on over uh, education in general um, and specifically, you know, funding and kind of the whole hearts and minds on the uh, on the uh, uh, the gender of students and everything else. Bonnie was just talking about being upset about. Um, you know, having a, a non-binary choice on your uh, federal form for getting firearms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, somebody in the chat room said, try filling out a form for uh, UAA. Apparently, uh, he's uh, just said that there's uh, uh, 15 different gender choices on an application to enroll in a class. Uh, they have non-binary plus 15 others. Male and female are buried somewhere on the list, but I mean that, you know, this is the this is the way. Apparently, this is the way. Um, it was, you know, this is this is this is how we roll today. Is that we're going to have all these different uh, uh, genders and choices and everything else? When I mean, I I just don't even know what to say to that. But I am surprised and excited to see that uh, the uh, Alaska Education Board, the Alaska Board of Education, unanimously passed a resolution on Thursday afternoon that urges the state education department to limit the participation of transgendered girls in girls' school sports. Now, it's a non-binding resolution, according to the ADN, um, but basically it uh, encourages the deed of the Department of Education and Early Development to adopt a policy that would brand, that would ban transgendered girls from competing alongside biological cisgendered, they say, girls in school sports. It asked the education department to create another sports division, one that is co-ed and one that is for, it's actually three because there'd be one for females, one for males, and one for co-eds. Um, and uh, they were a little shocked. A lot of people were did did not know that this was coming. This was a little bit of a shock to many people. Uh, the executive director of the Alaska School Activities Association said the, the resolution closely mirrors a policy that the director had discussed with members of uh, Dunleavy's administration last month. Um, he said that members of the administration approached him to discuss banning transgendered athletes from completing along uh, competing alongside the cisgendered athletes and creating the again the three divisions one girls one boys one co-ed um and uh, this is already going on by the way uh there is already um co-ed leagues in a variety of different uh sports uh including um uh what did they say uh football and something else there's already some um where is it here uh, girls already regularly play alongside boys in Alaska on some football and hockey teams when the equivalent teams for girls don't exist. So there's already some co-ed things that are going on out there as well. Um, we've talked about this here in the past. I, as I said earlier, I don't particularly care what you could identify as a toaster for all I care. Um, but when it comes to things like this where you're talking about competitive events with an inherent advantage baked in based on your biological sex, your, your, your sex at birth, I think it's fundamentally unfair. Uh, you may feel like a, 
Um, you know, you, you may be a, a man who feels like a woman and wants to identify as a woman and hey, more power to you, whatever you want to do. But you have some baked in uh, genetic uh, advantages over somebody who was actually born a woman in things like sports and things like that. Um, and I would just, I would think it would be fundamentally unfair. And we've seen the pictures, right? We've seen the pictures of, of, uh, you know, transgendered athletes who have dominated, uh, who were born as males and, and later, uh, decided to transition or, or live as, or do whatever. And they have dominated some of these fields in women's sports. And it is just created, it's an inequity is what it is. And so, um, I, I think this is a great idea. I, I think that this is not – everybody still gets included. Everybody still gets to participate in the sports. It made it a little softer and easier and everything else. Now, interestingly enough, the ADN went on to talk about how uh, this was this was under the radar. This was so quiet. Nobody knew. This is a sneak attack. I mean, this is kind of the undertone of this whole article um, and they go on to quote uh, Senator Lo- uh, Loki Tobin from Anchorage, uh, who chairs the Senate Education Committee. She said that the resolution caught her off guard, and she had not learned about it until after the resolution had actually passed. She said she was concerned that the board has violated its requirement to allow the public to weigh in on resolutions before they were adopted. Uh, the board went on to say that they've never accepted public comments on resolutions. And resolutions by the board are rare. In fact, only three, including this one, have ever been adopted since 2017. So it's not unusual for them to issue a board resolution on this. Uh, she was, though, but she was very concerned about it violating the law. On the other side of the aisle, and the other shoe, uh, Senator Shelley Hughes was one of the three, you know, who's in the minority, super minority, uh, said Friday that. She'd been aware of the board's resolution for some time and had been intentionally keeping it quiet <laughs> because she knew it would create a stir, which, I mean, God love her. I just, I love Shelly Hughes for that. I mean, she's just like, oh, I, I knew about it. I just, just keeping it quiet. She's, she's playing that strategery game in the background, right? I mean, that's what she's doing. Uh, Toby, Tobin said she was, Toby, Tobin said she was, very concerned about the resolution possibly violating the right to privacy enshrined in the Alaska Constitution. Uh, she, she goes on to say, what I've been able to see, this resolution could possibly violate those provisions. I mean, I don't know how that could possibly violate the provisions, but, you know. She said, when I think of the handful of young people we're talking about, I get very worried and scared about their safety. How, how does it always come back to worried and scared about this is the same kind of language that we hear, for example, in this new bill where they want to uh, use the, uh, you know, the the uh, sexual orientation as part of the, you know, fair housing and some of these other things. It was some of the same language about these people fear for their safety. They fear for every. I mean, if you're living in that kind of fear, there's some I think that there's some different issues going on here uh, than than what's going on. But they always talk about, oh, I'm I'm very worried and scared about their safety. Even the optics of it creates a situation that may put some people's lives in jeopardy. They are. I mean, (laughs) they're going to die. 
because you talked about wanting to, I mean, again, this is the resolution, but the optics of it could kill them. I mean, that's what she just said. Even the optics of it creates a situation that may put some people's lives in jeopardy. Come on. That is such a straw man argument. If we can't even have a discussion about something like this, if a board can't even put a resolution supporting an idea, and then you start screaming about how people are not safe and how this even discussing this may put their lives in jeopardy, I think we live in two completely different worlds. I really do. And again, something that to me is fundamentally unfair. If my daughter had, you know, worked in a in a, a athletic uh, arena for many years and, you know, gotten to the pinnacle of their game uh, for, you know, endurance and strength and, and doing all these things for whatever kind of athletic thing it was, and then they were forced to face off against somebody who had a biological advantage, I would think that that was fundamentally unfair. I would think that that would just not make sense. You know, I, I noticed that there's not a whole lot of people squawking about uh, transgendered uh, men, which would be female to male transition, right? I noticed they don't see a lot of people fighting to let those, you know, to, about those pe- folks coming in and uh, complete uh, competing against the men where a woman who is transitioning to a man is fighting to compete with other men in those sports. I noticed that's not that big a deal. Because again, traditionally speaking and statistically speaking, they're at a disadvantage to begin with. Um, anyway, this, this whole thing is just, it's, it's kind of crazy. The resolution comes on the heels of the measures, of course, introduced by the governor that would impact the uh, transgendered students in many of these classrooms. And I don't know how many students we're actually talking about because they don't, they don't, they don't track any of that stuff. And in fact, the Alaska School Sports Association said that they don't even track how many transgendered athletes or students there are in the state. So how many are we actually talking about? I don't know. But I'll say exactly what I said about the governor's proposal, where he said that the parents had to be informed if some of these things were going on and everything else. I, I, to me, this just makes sense. You don't hide information from parents who are trying to do the best. And I'm not talking about parents who, you know, because the answer is always, well, they're, they may be abusing their kid. I'm not talking about keeping information from parents who are potentially abusing. I'm talking about just Joe and Sally, you know, Alaska, who are out there sending their kids to school, hoping everything's going on. And the kid is confused or making choices and every, you know, just make it in the, and the school boards, like the school district's like, we'll tell, we won't tell anybody. I, that's just offensive. That's offensive and it's wrong, fundamentally wrong. Just like it would be fundamentally wrong to force all your daughters uh, or your granddaughters or your sisters or whoever it is that's if they're competing in sports to have to compete against somebody who is biologically a male and has an unfair advantage. That's, you know, again, I think that that goes hand in glove with this. But outrage, outrage, and putting people's lives in jeopardy. It's just scary. I'm these I fear for their safety. Uh, okay. All right. But that's the answer all the time. Is they immediately go for the emotional argument 
Um, that's just how it is. All right, we got to go. We're back with more of the Michael Luke Show, Common Sense Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. I mean, is it me or is that what happened? I mean, is that what, you know, every time I see these kind of arguments where, again, when I think of the handful of young people we're talking about, I get very worried and scared about their safety. Even the optics of it creates a situation that may put some people's lives in jeopardy. What? What? Uh, no, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I'm scrolling backwards here. Scrolling backwards here. Donna says she wants a checkbox on federal forms that allows her to identify as someone who is exempt from income taxes. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Um, uh, let's see. Just be a teacher from the Philippines. They don't pay federal tax in Alaska, and their kids that they bring here get federal program services, ELL. I don't know what that is, but I wouldn't surprising. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um... All right. Uh, was a quick shake. Wasn't too bad. Uh, spit would have no chance if there was a large quake off the coast of Homer and it generated a wave. I know. I mean, that, that's always kind of those, you know, scary things. Um, why would they collect information like how folks identify? More cost to the government. Just keep it male or female. Only if it's necessary to collect this info. I agree, Harold. I mean, that's, I know, shocking, right? But yes, exactly. Um, uh, all right. The policy that the Masu passed last year had, that had those, what was that? Um, Oh, there were the policy that the Masu passed last year that had those suffering from delusions of appropriation in a tizzy. That policy from the Mets. I'm assuming he's talking about the. Um, I'm assuming he's talking about the uh, uh, policy of the of the sports that's got the Matsus going on. <laughs> Eskimo Libertarian says co-ed rugby is terrifying. I've tried it before. I mean, again, I don't care what anybody identifies that, but you know, again, I don't see a lot of female to male transitioners fighting to get into men's sports because they're at a tremendous disadvantage. Uh, just statistically at a tremendous disadvantage. Um, you know, and so I think the exact opposite is, you know, is exactly why these things are going on. Uh, any guests today? No, Harold, no guests today. That's why I am doing all the talking. Um, in other news, it appears that parts of the Matsu have become 
have are officially considered urbanized new federal rules. Well, okay. Um, where's Calvin, Mr. $1,000 BSA? This is Calvin Schrege. I've been trying to get him on the program um, ever since he called in that one day. Apparently, that was my one-and-done chance to talk to him because I'm not hearing back from anybody right now. Um, okay. Um, uh, the ask your, oh, this is exactly what I was saying. Ask yourself why trans women who identify as men are not lining up to compete. Why we never hear of their plight to freely use men's restrooms and locker rooms. Where's Tobin's outrage about that? Yeah. Um, and, and Gordon is not necessarily wrong in his analysis here where he says the problem about abusive parents is the definition of abuse. You telling your child to go to a psychologist because of your child's claim they are different gender than you were born is, is now considered abusive. Th- these are issues that need to be cleared up in the home, not issues that should be, you know, splayed out and uh, exacerb- exacerbated by, you know, governmental minions. That's the thing right there. But, uh, 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 what was this? Holly just said, uh, you will not get a ticket on Alaska Airlines now unless you tell them what you identify as. We told reservations that that was a personal question. And she said, keep it professional and tell what you were born as and what you identify as. And I would get my reservation. Well, okay. Okay. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, wow. I don't even know what, what I'm saying this morning. Um, this morning I saw the Starlink satellite chain across the sky. I almost became a UFO believer. It freaked me out. Oh, you could see the actual chain of satellites. That is cool. That is cool. All right, here we go. The Michael Duke show common sense radio. The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. All right. Um, welcome back. Phone lines are open on the big radio show. 907 433 3150. Uh, 3150. That's the number to call if you want to join in to this conversation. I mean, I think it's a valid guy. If you're a parent, so I guess here's the question. If you are a parent and you um, have your child in school, and let's just say that you have a, uh, a female, a female, a daughter. You have a daughter and she is competing and done all the work and, you know, gone to all the practices and doing all this other stuff. And she, she and you consider it an unfair advantage to have a biological male competing against them. I mean, how how does that, how does it make them feel? 
especially and we don't know the number of students. That's I mean that's that we're we're talking percentiles, right? So what we've got here is maybe we've got one or two or three or I mean I don't know however many students that this actually affects. Um, and we throw out the feelings and the, the, the psychological impact and everything else on all of these other students, on all of these other students for the benefit of one single student. That's essentially what we're saying right now. And I think, again, that's a, that's a, that that's part of the problem. That's part of the issue right there. I mean, but if you are facing it and you are a parent or, you know, that has students of this age, I would be fighting mad about this. Because basically it would depreciate everything that my daughter had been trying to do to better herself or to be exemplary or anything else. It's just fundamentally unfair. Again, and when the shoe is on the other foot, you don't see a lot of female to male transitioners who are out there fighting to get into boy sports because it's problematic. There are co-ed teams and more power to them if you want to participate in the co-ed. But again, to take it the other way around and where it is a female dominated sport or a female only sport and the only reason that you're getting to compete is because you identify as a female. That is, um, uh, again, problematic. Let me just say it, problematic. Um, but what do you think? I mean, am I just being bigoted? I'm sure somebody out there is screaming at what a bigot I am because I don't want to allow this. And I'd like to think, no, I'm just commonsensical. I just, I understand that there is a physiological advantage in many uh, areas of these sports for somebody who was born with uh, with the, with the XY chromosome, right? I mean, it's just, that's just, there it goes. That's what it's about. Um, all right, so there's going to be a Ways and Means Committee tonight uh, at, uh, is going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. is going to have the folks, uh, some folks on from Reason Magazine. They are going to be uh, they are going to be discussing the costs of defined benefits, which uh, are pretty substantial. And in fact, uh, Reason Magazine has done some extensive writing over the last few years on the defined benefits program and um, you know what the challenges are and what the long term consequences are. So this should be a very interesting discussion. Uh, and ways and means though, you know, uh, uh, Ben Carpenter and company have been doing some amazing work on this kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what the folks from reason bring to the table. And I am hoping, um, I'm hoping that we might, um, that we might be able to uh, get them on the program, uh, later this week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday to talk about. Uh, those issues and stuff. We got a pretty good. We got a pretty good relationship on this program with the folks at Reason. So um, hopefully, I can get the connections for it and and everything else. That meeting again for Ways and Means tonight is from six to eight 
p.m. 6 to 8 p.m. Um, so there you there you go. Um, Kelly says that I'm not wrong. She says, no, you're not. The war on women on girls needs the war on women on girls needs to stop. I don't care if a dude identifies as a girl, you're not a girl, move over, get out. Again, I don't care what people identify as. If they want to, you know, if somebody wants to dress up or, you know, body modifications, chemicals, whatever, I mean, you do you. But again, if you're trying to compete in, you know, something against my daughter or my sister, or my wife, you know, competing in that same thing, especially in something that requires the physicality of it, that is fundamentally unfair. Um, and that's not a judge that, you know, that 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 is fundamentally unfair. That is not in a vacuum. That is fact. That they, I mean, that's why they have different divisions for men and women to begin with. Because it's, you just can't do that. So yeah, I just think it's, uh, I just, I think it's, it's problematic. I'll be honest with you. All this stuff that's going on with schools and the, the gendering and the, this and the, all this stuff. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why any of you send your kids to public schools. I mean, and I understand some of you have got, you know, we're single household or we can't do it, or I'm not built to teach or do whatever. I don't know why any of you would still send your kids to public school. If this is the hot, hot mess that's in public school, I mean, how could you, I don't care if you think you can't do it, how bad could it be compared to what they've got coming out of schools right now? Right? I mean, we're already at scraping the bottom of the barrel scholastically and aptitude and achievement and everything else. How bad could it really be if you did it yourself? It could not be much worse than what's happening here. And at least you, you'd know that, that they would be, uh, at least you know that they would be, uh, um, they, you know, they'd be at home and you know what they were doing and you know that they were at least teaching them right from wrong and not filling their head with all this gender dysphoria kind of weirdness. So I don't care how bad a teacher that you think you would be, uh, this is, this is, you couldn't do any worse than what's going on right now. I guarantee it. I speak from experience. Five children. You know, again, this is that whole quote of, don't be surprised when you send your kids to Rome and they return as Romans. That's, that is, you can't be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, when you fob off your children for six or seven hours a day to a bunch of people who believe that they somehow know better than you how to raise them. And, you know, I don't know why that's so shocking to people. But this just, you know, this just makes sense on it. Anyway, so the uh, the Alaska Education Board has made this unanimous decision, and we'll see where it goes from here. It's a non-binding resolution, first of all. So, I mean, this whole thing is just like, uh, it is what it is. Whether or not the schools take advantage of this is another thing. The Matsu already has made this kind of, the Matsu has already done this kind of thing. That's what they're, they're already heading in that direction with a three division kind of thing. The Anchorage School District on the other side, and the underhand, uh, on the other, on the underhand, Ooh, that was a Freudian slip. The Anchorage School District on the other side implemented guidelines in 2015 governing transgendered athletes that allow students to participate 
quote, in a manner consistent with their gender identity, meaning if you identify as a toaster, you can run in the toaster division. Or if you identify as a woman, you can, I, you can run regardless of what your chromosomal makeup is. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I really want to see the toaster division. If you identify as a toaster, I want to see the toaster division. Okay, um, we got more coming up. Hour two is dead ahead. What else are we going to talk about? I have no idea. I got a bunch of stuff stacked here we can talk about. And I'm ready, willing, and able to do it. I'll be returning in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Back with more after this. This one hair, it's right here. It's like sticking out, trying to kill all of you. I get it? No! Damn it. (laughs) Personal grooming with Michael Dukes. That's what this show has become about. I did curl it though. I mean, that's the important part. It's just sticking right out there. Got it. Ow, that came from my brain, man. That came from my brain. All right. Um, the best way to stop all of it is to pull your kids out of all aspects, sports and public schools. At least if you do schooling yourself, there's a 50-50 shot your child would learn how to do math. I, yeah, I mean, again... I don't think you could do much worse than what we're seeing right now. We're actually going to talk about that here in a minute because the Anchorage School District is trying to shut down a charter school that has got a significantly higher return rate uh, and better outcomes. Uh, But they don't like, they just don't like the way that's going on. So we're going to shut that down. We're going to talk about that here. Oh, in fact, David Boyle just posted it up in the chat room. So you can go read that. Um,. So Jess just said, um, wow, that's a big text wall. Can't even see me behind it. You should see one of the substitute teachers in Buckland. It is a he biologically, yet wears makeup to the max, lipstick, huge false eyelashes, eyeliners to teach in second grade. My son is homeschooled and was taking a class at the school for gym. Then this drag queen or whatever it is showed up. I pulled my son out and said exactly why. I was told by the principal that the school is his tribe and it is his house and I don't have a say in the matter. Well, I mean, you may not have control over him, but you do have a say in the matter. You obviously did it. You pulled your kids out. You pulled your kids out. So you did have a say in the matter. You may not have a say in how they're running the schools, but you can damn well refuse to participate. Which is kind of where I'm at. Um, all right. 
David Boyles of Roberts. Color Explosive Gabby. Okay. So it's the most. Oh, here we go. It's the most narcissistic thing anyone can do to allow a boy to pretend to be a girl so he can feel good on an unlevel playing field because he can't cut it competing against his own gender. Absolutely absurd. Well, I mean, I think that's probably part of it. Um, uh, it, it, you know, that's probably part of the reasons why many of these people feel so, but I mean, we've just, uh, you know, we vilified boys for being boys. You know, we've doped them up for ADHD and everything else because they have some kind of disorder because they're acting like nine-year-old boys when they're nine-year-old boys. And uh, we wonder why in the long run that they may want to conform to be something else because they just don't feel whatever. And you know, Again, the, we, you know, half the time – we can't let the kids decide what they want to wear because they can't make valid decisions when they're younger anyway. And now we're expecting them to choose their gender identity at this point. It just, it makes no sense. Once you've reached the age of majority, and if that's what you want to do, then by golly, you should be able to do that. That's just fun. You go, you knock yourself out. But don't expect me to kowtow to facilitate all these other things that you may want. It just it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and once the horse is dead, you may dismount. So I'm dismounting, dismounting from the horse. Okay, uh, what else you guys got here? What else you guys got going on. I think I got all caught up in the chat room. I'm all good. Um, um, in the end, it's amazing how much attention this is getting compared to other problems, housing prices, grocery prices, medical. I'm concerned about those. You're right. I mean, maybe it is to some point. Um, maybe it is bread and circuses. Maybe this is the thing that they want us to get. Uh, maybe this is the thing that they want us to pay attention to so that we get distracted from the, you know, for the cost of food and the housing prices and the medical costs and all this other stuff. Maybe that's part, maybe that's part of what's going on. Maybe that's what it's all about. But again, like I said, I just refuse to participate in the whole I mean, I just refuse to participate in the whole thing. I just, nope, not going to send, nope, nope, not going to do it. Don't have a dog in the fight. Don't care. Not putting my kids in that mess. And so, I mean, this is as far as I will go to fight that kind of stuff because I'm not going to participate in it. If you guys want to keep sending your kids back there, then you need to fight it out. You need to stand up and fight about it. But again, the deck is stacked against you. I will tell you that. The deck is stacked against you. Um, and I just, you know, I, it comes to a point where I just refuse to participate in the madness. I just refuse to participate. It sure is a shiny object, isn't it? Says Richard. Yep, exactly. 
to shiny objects. Banks are closing, massive bailouts are being doled out, and what are we paying attention to? Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. I am like a squirrel with a shiny object. You know, I get busy on something and I just let squirrel. I just got distracted. And that's it's exactly what happened here this morning. Hour two of the big radio program. And I'm just yammering away in the background. But that's uh, that's never going to change. Never going to change. You'll have to deal with it. Welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Luke Show and it is Monday. Monday, Monday. And we're demanding that it's fun day Monday for you. I'm telling you right now, you will have fun today or else. Uh, thanks for coming back in and joining us today. Hour two continues. We've got open line, open form. Any topic is fair game. The phone lines are open, powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at satellitewest.com. We'd love to hear from uh, Barrow to Buckland, from uh, Menchumana to Metlakatla, from Tin City to Tetlanica, uh, from Eek to Eagle, wherever it is, you could stay connected. Uh, with your help with your friends at Satellite West, go to SatelliteWest.com for cell phones, satellite phones, uh, you know, text messages, emails, internet, everything, connectivity, wherever you are. They've got the full range of stuff. Again, at SatelliteWest.com. Uh, and they are proud to sponsor this uh, part of the show today. Uh, so again, 907-433-3150. We were just finishing up with a discussion on the whole transgendered students and high sports and I, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, your thoughts are welcome on this if you want to call in. I got more stuff to talk about as well. But first, let's go to the phones and see what you have to say. Since we have a caller on hold, I am happy to talk with them right now. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Michael. I've got a bad cold. This is David Boyle calling from Anchorage. And today I'm going to identify as he and him. Today you're identifying as he, him. I'm glad to hear it, my friend. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, uh, there's big news which I haven't I haven't seen anywhere on um, either on Channel Two or in the Anchorage, whatever it is, ADN. Uh, they're apparently trying to cover it up. The Anchorage School District put out a press release after the close of business on Friday which is normal for them when something controversial comes up, saying that they're going to shut down the family partnership charter school and turn it into a correspondence school. Now, yeah, the I, family partnership charter school is one of the best-performing schools in the Anchorage School District, so I guess the school board doesn't like that, and the superintendent, by the way, the superintendent who just came from a failing Houston Independent School District that was just taken over by the state of Texas. He also supports uh, shutting this school down, transforming it into a correspondence school. Now, what that does, that's very important. 
is what that does is that takes the parents out of the control of that school. Right. Because today, those parents are allowed to choose the textbooks and the curriculum for the school. Under a correspondence program, the school board, Anchorage School Board, controls the entire school curriculum and textbooks. Right. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, as you point yeah. out, the family partnership has is leaps and bounds ahead of the other Anchorage schools as far as scholastic achievement. Uh, Must Read Alaska's got the story up, and she talks about the family partnership in English language arts, which is, you know, language and reading. Uh, the family partnership produces students with a 60% proficiency versus 34 for the rest of the school district. And for math, they're producing a 40% proficiency versus 27 for the rest of the school district. And their idea here is, well, we need to take this school apart because it's doing too well. And and I'm trying to read between the lines here, David, and maybe you've got your finger on the pulse of this a little bit better than I do. But I'm trying to read between the lines and what the memo says and everything else. And it looks to me like there's some infighting here and maybe some agent provocateurs. They've got they've got teachers who are part of a policy committee, which is evaluating the principals and and all this. It just seems like there's some behind the scenes infighting on this stuff where they've been wanting to take control back of the school for a while. Well, yeah, the reading that they wrote, a, the district wrote a seven-page memo to the uh, Family Partnership Charter School saying, uh, defining what the problem was. And a, the big thread of the memo had to do with infighting of the academic policy, which is the board that controls the school. And they probably aren't acting very professional, but if that's the case, somebody needs to go in there from the school district not from the Alaska Association of School Boards, and, and straighten them out and say, hey, you guys are dysfunctional. But I got news for the Anchorage School District. If you want to see a dysfunctional school board, listen to the school board tonight. The Anchorage <laughs> School District is as dysfunctional as they come because of the group think that they have. Right. Well, so the other thing they said, uh, as you know, your listeners may be aware, there is a, ca a court case, a case rather going through the courts, uh, regarding um, uh, some parents using the money from the uh, family partnership school that they get and sending their kids to a uh, getting some religious training, God forbid. And, uh, you know, that that's happened in the past. Um, I think they've cured that, but the courts will have to settle that and see if this is legal. Um, another interesting, so... If, if you go to a family partnership school and you have your child enrolled there, uh -huh. you'll get about a little over $4,000 out of the BSA, the base student allowance, which is just about $6,000. Now, if you're in a correspondence school and it's changed to a correspondence school, that parent will only get about $2,000. And the school district will retain the difference, about $4,000. So it'll, they're, they're going to fill the budget hole that they've dug so deeply by changing this school from a charter school to a correspondence school. Right. And that's really, I think, in the end, what this is really about. The irony of this situation, again, is that they are criticizing the behind-the-scenes turf fighting at the Academic Policy Committee level, that they're criticizing that, that this is just this infighting is just embarrassing, which shouldn't happen. But at the same time, you can't criticize the results. And so the idea here is, is that we will deconstruct this 
and make the results, everybody will be, it's like communism, everybody will be equal, equal in their own misery. So we're going to deconstruct a school that's doing fantastic, even though there's some things that we don't agree with, or maybe there's some unsavory infighting going on over certain things. And instead of fixing that, we're just going to pull the whole thing apart. Oh, and by the way, we're going to make more money at it because we do, and so that'll fix some of our budget problem woes. Again, why people would send their kids to public school these days? I have no idea, David. No freaking clue why people are bothering to even fight this fight at this point. Well, my, well, my Michael, a lot of a lot of parents, let's say they're single parents or low-income parents, they they can't afford to send their kids even to charter schools because they they don't get transportation to those charter schools, even though the district is funded by the state for that. Uh, oh, I, uh, David, I, David, I understand now, that there's challenges. Don't just hold on a second here. I'll, I'll give you a chance to get the final word on it. But I'm not saying that there's not challenges for folks who are single income or low income, et cetera, et cetera. But you, we know that a lot of these things during the pandemic, when all the schools were shut down, they figured out a way how to do whether it was sharing it with grandma and grandpa or pandemic pods or learning pods or pools or whatever. There are other options. And if people would just open their eyes to that situation. And again, you don't have to take and school your kids yourself. But if you're willing to look at you would not have to fight back against all this madness. And if there was a mass disenrollment from the brick and mortar public business as usual BS going on in the schools, they would have to change their tune. And, and again, I just can't understand why people can, I mean, I would never be able to sacrifice my kids on the altar of, uh, you know, I had to do it because of whatever. Look, what we homeschool all five of our kids and there are programs out there like idea and other things that, that make it a lot easier for sure. Now, obviously we weren't single parents, but we were a single income household. We weren't making a lot of money. Uh, there are other ways. We had grandparents and 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 relatives that helped out. I mean, there are ways to do it, David. And I'm not. I'm just. I get. I get tired of the. Well, I just. You know, single. There are ways to do it. It's going to take some work, but then you wouldn't have to deal. Once the systems are in place, you would not have to deal with the madness that is today's public school system. No, and and good on you for looking after your kids. And teachers. But if you, one other little data point here is, if you go to the State Department of Education to find out how this school family partnership compares to the Anchorage School District in spending, the family family partnership charter school spends about ten thousand five hundred per pupil. The Anchorage School District, according to the Department of Education, spends over $17,000 per pupil, a difference of about $7,000. So, I mean, they, they get great results for less money. Why would you shut them down? Because they're making you look bad. That's why. And, and <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe you can't afford is, to look at this is part of the equity policy. <laughs> Again, everybody's going to be equally miserable when it's and uneducated when it's all over. Yeah. So not only is it are they making them look bad, David, they saw an opportunity to grab another two thousand dollars per student for. 700 students or however many students are in there. I mean, it's just, again, it's just another 1,235 students. Say 1,235 students at $2,000 a student. So they're going to make another quarter of a million bucks or whatever. Uh, again, the the whole thing is just insane. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't fight back on these things. I'm saying, 
I mean, I'll fight back here on the program, but I'm not wasting my breath on it because obviously the whole system is rigged. And at this point, I just refuse to participate in the madness. And I think if you were smart and it, you know, that that's what you would be doing as well. And I understand that there's circumstances of single parents and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean that it, it just will be harder for you to participate in that way. But you know that's just my basis. Well, maybe 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 we need an effort here in Anchorage to uh, recall members of the school board if this occurs. Well, if this does occur, especially against the wishes of the families who have chartered that school and who are participating and getting such good results, yeah, I would say that that might be the next big fight that needs to go on because obviously the school board is not listening to the will of the public uh, in those kind of situations. If there's something going on, some kind of chicanery or some kind of, you know, hee-haw jackassery going on in the background of this kind of stuff, then fix that. You don't just tear the school down uh, because you you got some problems with some people in the back. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if the furnace breaks down in a place, you yeah. don't tear the whole you don't tear the whole building down because there's a problem with the furnace. You fix the problem, and that's what we need to do here. Well, this this is going to. Yeah, this is going to be heard tonight at the school board. They've changed their their normal Tuesday meeting to the Monday meeting is another, uh, you know, trying to fool people. And uh, that starts at 6 o'clock if people want to listen in. So Anchorage School Board tonight, you can watch the meeting online at asdk12.org. Uh, you can watch the meeting there. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, Michael. Appreciate it, David. Thanks for calling in and uh, joining us and giving us some insight into this this morning i appreciate it the uh story by the way is up in the uh in Moss Street, alaska if you want to go read about it and we'll go over some of the details here uh in just a minute but the bottom line is is why are you surprised why are you surprised you shouldn't be you shouldn't be surprised at all you should have seen this coming oh wait they've got a big chunk of money maybe we should be Oh, they're doing better than the regular schools. They're doing twice as well in uh, in English language and almost twice as well in math with less money. Oh, then we should probably tear that down. So again, everybody is equally miserable. With it's not a quality of opportunity. Remember, it's a quality of outcomes that matter. It's not a quality of opportunity. I mean, you know, no, no, no. Everybody has got to be equal in the end. That's the whole point right there. Okay. Um, more coming up. Taking your calls. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. The Michael Luke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Back with more after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Well, hello. Okay. Um... Eskimo Libertarian. My family is from Eek. Um, 
Did you practice these Alaska Geographic names on your trip to Fairbanks? No, but I should have. It should have. Richard said, that's why they want to shut it down. They can't turn a charter school into a freak show. Well, possibly. Uh, I think Kevin gets closer to the mark here. Uh, universities have been big business for years. It was bound to trickle down to K through 12. It's not about education anymore. It's about money. Parents need to take control. And if you can't take control of the school system itself, then again, refuse to participate. That's that's kind of where I'm at, folks. I mean, again, I know that there's people out there, well, I just can't do that, and I, you know, I've got the job and the thing, and I understand. I understand that it would be tougher to do it. They never, you know what? They never said it would be easy. They did say it would be worth it. Worth it. They don't want a charter school to be successful because it will make the public schools look even more dysfunctional and ridiculous. Yep. Um, has, uh, wait, Paul, what is Paul saying? Have we talked about the digital currency bills hitting all the state legislatures? They are trying to slip in new changes to the UCC in every state. Um, UCC is what? Uniform code? Uh, to allow the Fed to give us digital dollars. South Dakota and Florida are sounding the alarm bells. It's not being discussed today. Will we have a people on to discuss this hard push for each state? What is going on with our people? Um, Paul, this is the first I'm really hearing about this, so you may be right to sound the alarm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll see what uh, we'll see what's going on. Um, look in Wikipedia uh, for how other countries deal with school kids' transportation. Instra interesting models. During the bus strike in the Matsu, some parents got together and chartered the Valley Mover bus like rideshare for their kids. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. We will overcome. We will. I mean, you know, that kind of the adversity breeds innovation. We saw that during the pandemic when they shut the schools down. What did people do? They created learning pods. They created, you know, teacher share and clash share situations. They did all those. I mean, that's what they had to do. People will over. You don't need government to do everything for you. People are we are filthy little monkeys who just absolutely can innovate till the cows come home. We are clever. We can figure things out. We don't need the government to come in and tell us how to do it all. And until we let go of that fallacy that somehow government is the only solution for many of these problems, we're never going to fix anything. And like I said, I just refuse to participate in that stupidity anymore. Um, tell Kevin to call in and give us an update uh, on HB3. Uh, Kevin's got HB3 gold and silver as currency. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Kevin, you're more plugged in on this than anything else. Feel free to call in and talk about that if you want. Um, in Australia, it's called tall poppy syndrome. Everyone must be the same and no tall poppy sticking up above the rest of the garden. Again, that is the equality in outcomes instead of the equality of opportunity. 
Yes. Uh, and I agree with what you're saying here, Richard, as well. It comes down to parents putting their children and the future of their children ahead of convenience. Sacrificing your children on the altar of expediency or doing what everybody else does or however you want to put it, I agree. I refuse to do that. Um, let's go. Uh, let's jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Here we go. Uh, no, no, here we go. No. Oof, so much truth. So much truth. We were just talking during the break about a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then Rob drops this one on us. Envy used to be a deadly sin. Now it's a basic political principle. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth right now? Oh, man. All right, let's continue ahead here. Uh, open line, open form continues. We've got uh, a line on hold. So... Let's go over here to the phones and see what you guys have to say. Maybe maybe I'm out of my mind. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. Let's see what you guys uh, are thinking. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, good morning. My name is Kim, and I'm calling from North Pole. Good morning, Kim. What is on your mind this morning? Well, I was listening to your show this morning, and I just couldn't help but call in because homeschool – is uh, something that we did, and I'm just passionate about the importance of a child's education. And I just wanted to um, encourage any parents out there that are on the fence about that, debating whether or not they think they can do it. To say that, that um, it's just totally possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm getting some kind of a. Uh, Feedback on the phone. Oh, sorry about that. Let's do something different here. Let's see if that helps. Um, yeah, that's much better. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, darn it. Are you still there? I'm still here, Kim. Go ahead. I apologize. Um, so we homeschooled our daughter for 12 years and um, I quit a, you know, a six figure job to do that. And I don't regret one single day of it. Um, I'm not an, wasn't an educator to begin with. And what, two of the biggest things I've heard um, or concerns, I guess you would say is number one, parents don't think they can do it. And number two, which I, as I'm sure you've heard with your homeschooling, your children was the social aspect. And I just feel that children have so much more opportunity to have a wider range of interactions with homeschool from young children to elderly, like you said, grandparents help out, friends help out, getting out into the community and really being involved. And it really, really does take away from the peer pressure. And now, of course, um, you know, in addition to that, the things that are um, taking place in our government that are being pushed down their throats. 
just give them a chance to be kids again. And I would encourage parents if they're if they have young children that that is a really really great place to start, so that um, they're building that confidence in homeschooling. And a lot of young people that decided to homeschool kind of as a last ditch effort to get their diploma, and um, you know, or just because the pressure in school, the peer pressure was just too much for them. And it's harder for them. Um, I still would encourage people to do that as well. But if you're on the fence and you're thinking about it, start when you're starting when they're very young and take it one step at a time. There are so many resources out there. Uh, we went through Raven for 12 years, and then we were actually able to adopt as well because I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I was able to really be involved in our son who was adopted from Ukraine, English second language, at 15 years old. Um, and, of course, that was a challenge, but he turned out to be a fine young man uh, coming home with not even knowing English. So right. I would just really, really encourage parents out there, if, if they do not believe in themselves or they don't think there is a way, like you were saying, there, there are so many different options and ways. And in addition to that, the school system, um, I'm a little bit out of the loop because my, my daughter, now my youngest, is in her third year of college. But and I think the school system started to get a little bit more on board with this. But through homeschool, our daughter was able to take college courses in high school. Right. So she was knocking out her high school credits quickly and receiving college credits. So you know, you may have done this with yours as well, but able to actually graduate high school with you know some college credits behind them and having those courses paid for if you go through one of the accredited homeschool programs. Right. And in regards to, like, um, social aspect, my kids did sports. So once you're into the high school, middle school, they weren't allowed, at least out here in North Pole, um, they were invited, actually, to play sports at Monroe um, with the teams. But the middle school here would not allow that for them. But in high school, they had all that interaction. They, they were involved in all the things in the school, but yet they had the benefit of the influence at home, and we were able to teach them, you know, valuable lessons that are that have really stayed with them now. So that's yeah, no, still on look, I, I think it's interesting because I think you're hitting on, you know, the, the big things that they always hear about homeschooling as well, the social aspect and everything else. Here's how I always looked at it. I looked at it that I was raising my children to be adults. I was not raising my children to be children. Right. I was looking yeah. for them to have interactions with more. I would rather mm -hmm. have them have interactions with more adults in their younger years and have their expectations raised to that level of you need to act mature. You need to do those things. And my kids have done a phenomenal thing. And, and my kids are very social creatures. That's I mean, that's just how it is because you didn't shelter them. You didn't lock them yeah. in their room and, and feed them food through the keyhole and slip you know homework under the door. You got to go out. You got to do things. You got to do all these other, you know, these other, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, different activities and things like that. And you gave them the freedom to help craft their own schedule if they were had the had the the uh, yeah. determination to do that. You you may have to create it for them if they didn't have the self discipline to do that. But you're teaching them those things. I always found that to be ironic that you'd rather throw all your kids together into the cliqueish Lord of the Flies mob in the middle of a school and think somehow that that's better than you teaching them at home and taking them out and introducing them to people and things and and teaching them to be adults instead of teaching them to be children. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the whole goal is for them to be productive, happy, um, you know, adults in society. And um, I think that really does help with that. And the one thing I did see, you know, you were talking about COVID and some of the families, you know, that I ran across, of course, you know, you always hear the, the story that didn't work out. So that's one reason I wanted to call in and just be really encouraging to parents um, in that regard. But one thing I did see during COVID um, was that it was such a scramble in the school system to try to figure out a, uh, a curriculum, I guess is the word I'm going to use, but, you know, the online learning programs that would work. And right, right. I know kids that were involved with it, and unfortunately, that in some respects I think gave a bad name to homeschool because, Online learning and homeschooling are not the same thing. And the curriculum that you choose for your children depends obviously on the child, but also on, um, you know, it's got to be a good curriculum. I, you know, one young man I know that was struggling anyhow was his math that they had chosen in the school system for him was the majority of it was reading, just tons and tons and tons of reading. And it was, very difficult for him because it wasn't even reading math problems. And so I think in some regards, some of the um, curriculum that uh, came out of COVID made it much harder for students um, in regards to being able to accomplish the work. And if you are listening and you are thinking about it, I would definitely go to some of the curriculum fairs when they come up, pay attention to when that's going to be, and really look at the curriculum because there's multi level curriculum for different age children. I mean, if you want to follow a curriculum program, and there's a lot of curriculum that is written to the students right. as opposed to written to the teacher or the mother or, you know, or father, whoever's doing the, the educating. And I think when it's written to the student, it's much easier for the entire family to be able to use that curriculum. Well, I mean, I'll say this. I mean, the benefit of homeschooling is that each child has a different learning style. We put five. We have five kids that have gone through homeschooling. Yeah. And some kids, uh, math is a prime example. You just talked about math. Some kids required, uh, you know, some of them could just do the uh, – Math doesn't suck in Khan Academy, right? They could use those kind of examples, and they were fine with it. One of the other kids couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So they so they had to use, like, teaching textbooks and some of these other things that explained it in a different way. Each child has a different learning style. If you're sending them to brick and mortar, they're all going to learn from the same textbook, from the same curriculum, you know, 30 kids in a class, whatever. They're going to. That's how it's going to happen. In homeschooling, you can adapt, and that's what we did. We adapted. We found out this kid, the kid's grades were slipping in the math because he wasn't uh, he wasn't able to comprehend the same way that his sister was that went before him. So we switched up the math program, uh, and and it and he immediately started to succeed. That is the thing. Each kid has a different learning style, and you're able to do that one on one. And all the resources. I mean, when I was growing up, they had there was people who were homeschooled. They called it correspondence school, right? When I was 40 years ago, when I was in school, but they did not yeah. have the yes. plethora. You did not have the plethora of of materials and stuff right at your fingertips with the internet and everything else you could build a whole curriculum all by yourself but you don't have to you've got idea you've got raven you've got links you've got all these different cyber and 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 uh school choices out there that are there to help you build those learning plans and things like that you need to be able to do that 
Yeah, and and you really don't have, like you're saying, that much time with your children. When we started, I had, it, there was a man that had taught all five of his kids, and he told me his reason for starting was, he, you know, he just couldn't see them being away from home in kindergarten and being influenced by someone else. I thought, well, we're going to give this a try. So one year at a time, we always stayed in line with um, – what was required within the high school for graduation, just in case for some reason something happened and they needed to go into the school system, which I didn't ever expect. But, um, you know, it just kind of had those little things on the back burner, and it was the best choice that we ever made. And, yeah. you know, like I said, I quit a, a very good job to stay home, and I'm so grateful to the Lord for um, just, leading us down that path. And I just really encourage a lot of other families to consider it. Well, Kim, thank you for your call. Thank you for calling in and giving us your thoughts on it. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you sounding off this morning. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. We appreciate your show. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, look, homeschooling is on the rise. Uh, uh, Harold made some kind of comment in the chat room earlier, something about, uh, it's just a small, small group of such a small number, except for it's not, not anymore. I mean, the numbers have continued to grow. Um, I know that uh, the IDEA program, which is what my family has participated in since its inception, we were in that first, we were in that first uh, year, that first year that they started, we were one of the first charter families, founding families or whatever that was participated in it. And uh, their numbers have continued to increase every year. And at the pandemic level, man, they saw a huge surge. Um, I mean, there's got to be probably 30,000 students in the state of Alaska uh, who are in some form of correspondence, distance education, things like that. That's not just a tiny little slice anymore. Alaska has one of the highest uh, homeschooling populations in the country. Uh, and there's many reasons for that. But the thing is, is that we have some opportunities here. And like I said, if I were you, I'd think about pulling my kids out of uh, I'd think about pulling my kids out of some of these places and just not participating in the madness. But again, your mileage may vary. That's, you know, that's that's how it works. All right. We are out of time. We got to go. Uh, more coming up. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty based. Free thing and radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, 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 okay. Harold says, hey, schools are fine. They have issues, but principals and staff has always been top notch. Well, I mean, yeah, especially since they've got two staff for every teacher that's on the payroll. I could see is how you would think that everything's just fine, fine, just fine. Oh God! Um, you know it. It, it, it yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, if Thomas Edison's mother had listened to what the schools were preaching, we wouldn't have the inventions that revolutionized the world. By the way, she homeschooled him after the schools declared him unteachable, but she found alternatives to their schooling that worked for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, remember Einstein was the same kind of thing. I mean, he was problematic in his younger years. It was a genius. That was the problem. It was a genius and the brick and mortar public schools and the the thing that just didn't it didn't work for him. It just didn't work for him. That's again another benefit of homeschooling is if your children's learning style is different, you can make the uh, uh, you can make the change. Did McCabe fall out of the conversation? I don't know if he did or not. He was here earlier. Um uh, Paul, uh, uh, Kevin's got a bill, HB3, that is the gold and silver as currency bill, and maybe he should be the one that you could talk to. You could probably send him a message, and I'm sure he would respond to that. But uh, we have not had a specific discussion about that. Uh, Denise says, yes, uh, our youngest has a scholarship as well. Love Idea helped us even overseas in Japan. Yeah, I mean, IDEA is a fantastic organization. There are many different great homeschool. I mean, I just happen to have a soft spot for IDEA because, again, we've been with them since the beginning. Uh, my oldest daughter now is 20. How old is she? She's 27, uh, I think, 27 this year. Uh, anyway, she was she was through the first. We, we enrolled her in the first year that IDEA was available. And have done so with every kid since. They're just great people. Just great people over there. So there's always opportunities. There's always options. Um, I mean, you, you can, you can, if you really wanted to, anybody could homeschool their kids. Um, McCabe said he was driving to the office. He was still listening to it. He said, you can DM or call the office anytime, Paul. At uh, 465-8113, 465-8113. So there you go, Paul. And, yeah, we'll try and uh, have Kevin on maybe to talk about this this week. Maybe we can talk Kevin into coming on on Wednesday or something and uh, discussing it with us. So there you go. Um, One final segment. We haven't, e we haven't even gotten to the, uh, the big story of the day. You see the big story of the day? Um, we'll talk about it here in just a second. I was all over the news, uh, yesterday, Saturday and yesterday, all over the news. We'll talk about this. Um, what else did I not get into? So that's it. We didn't talk about the no patient left behind yet. We did not talk about, uh, the Mustang road project. Um, and we didn't, uh, talk about the out migration of the workforce. So many things that we could have talked about and we just haven't done it yet. Okay. So we're going to, we'll, we'll try and squeeze something in here at the end, including the top headline from the weekend. So how about that? How about that? Cash me outside. How about that? Um, uh, okay. Were you were in the mainstream news? I was in the mainstream news. Are you, are you talking to me, Paul? You talking to me? 
You talking to me? Uh, yeah, no patient left behind. Maybe we'll get Sarah Vance in to talk about that this week as well. I got there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm also working on getting some other. Uh, I'm working on getting some other uh, guests on to talk more about some Alaskana stuff. I think we're going to have Arlie Reynolds on, Doctor Arlie Reynolds, who is a uh, multi-time Open North American Championship sled dog champion winner. Um, and we just might get some backstory on him and on racing and everything else. The open North American is just such a cool race. I enjoy, I enjoy, um, calling that race and, and announcing that race so much. Uh, and I've been doing, I just figured out I've been doing it for 15 years. Oof. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Time flies when you're having fun. All right. One final segment. Here we go. Uh, Phone lines are open. Let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share, like and follow. Do the youtube things. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. <laughs> Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. Da ding It's time. It's time to get in with it. The final segment of the show for today. And the phone lines are open uh, at 907-433-3150. Here's a piece of news I guess we could have started out the hour with. It was all over the news on Saturday and then mentioned again yesterday on Sunday. And uh, it uh, was, uh, I, I guess people are, it's crazy. Um, Donald Trump says that uh, he is expecting to be arrested on Tuesday. He wrote on Truth Social, his social media platform, that he's going to be arrested on Tuesday over claims that he paid former porn star Stormy Daniels to keep quiet about an alleged relationship between them. Um, And what he's being charged with is that he paid her using campaign money. That if he had uh, instead uh, uh, paid his own money, it probably wouldn't be an issue. But they found a toehold in the fact that apparently, uh, or allegedly, I guess I should say, campaign money was used to pay her that hush money. Uh, Trump's campaign uh, says that he uh, he's using the pen. They, the Trump's campaign has released many other fundraising pitches that he's made for his campaign over the past weeks. But apparently, he put this out saying that you know. Help me now. Protest. You know, I'm going to be, you know, the blah, 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 blah. Um, but it looks like that this is probably likely to happen. It will be the first time that uh, a president apparently has been uh, indicted to this level. I guess what's going on. Um, no president in history has ever been prosecuted after leaving office, but that is possible right now. Apparently there's a grand jury. That is uh, working on that kind of stuff. Uh, Elon Musk weighed in on this and said, if this happens, Trump will be reelected in a landslide victory. I don't know if that's the truth or not. Maybe he's got a better finger on the pulse than I have, but wow. Anyway, this was kind of a bit of a bombshell when I first heard it. I, I saw it came across, I, I had Twitter on for some reason. I don't normally watch Twitter, but 
something popped up on my Twitter feed that said so-and-so said this is what's happening. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure the Twitter mafia is out there. And then I heard it on Fox News that morning, and I was like, well, okay. But, no, that's what the president's saying. So I guess we'll see what tomorrow will bring. <laughs> should be Should be interesting. Interesting stuff indeed. All right, let's go back over to the phones and see what you have to say. 907-433-3150 over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Eric out of Two Rivers, Alaska. Hello, Eric. What's uh, what's on your mind this morning? Well, we have a, a group up here about a year ago that wanted to form a fire service. Somewhat volunteer and you know, have an established uh, truck and pumper and things like that and possibly an ambulance service with that. It was all good, and it was advertised during the meetings of the last year that it would be zero to three mills would be the tax increase, which was not entirely accurate. We've been told now that it's like nine mills. Uh, When they had the vote, the paper put in the uh, incorrect date and uh, day, so some people didn't get to go vote. They had a lawsuit on it, and the borough said, nope, we're not going to even acknowledge that. Well, there's a petition out now where people are signing to re-vote uh, sometime this year to whether they want this fire service or not. And we're talking only about 900 property owners, not very many. Uh, but the bottom line is the borough had an article in the paper this weekend uh, describing how we needed to have this service, and they were desperate to get something in there. The advisory board actually said, well, we can just do an educational service. And I say, okay, that's like a a thing of forms from the Forest Service, how to clear around your property or something. Well, that ended up being over $200,000 because they want to hire a full-time person to answer the phone and questions and things like that. (laughs) Right, right. It's just an example of how the government really wants to get their claws in and get something going. Like, oh, we just want a sales tax for a half percent. And then before you know, you're paying 6%. (laughs) So the meeting is tonight locally. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good turnout there, and we can have another discussion on this, and hopefully do something to to get this remanded back to where it was before. I just thought it'd be interesting to know. And and the kicker, in the very end of the article, they said that it was going to be Monday, the 21st of March. Well, that's today, yeah. but today is the 20th, not the 21st. <laughs> so they've done the same thing again for this meeting that they did for the vote. Right. And that's all I got to say. You have a great day. Happy spring. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. And the meeting is where tonight? It's going to be at the Pleasant Valley Community Center. All right. Pleasant Valley Community Center. Everybody is encouraged to attend. Uh, Yeah, you guys should have a better say on what's going on in your own community. And uh, if it was purported to be 0.3 mils and it ended up being 0.9 mils, that's that's a significant jump. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you're not going to save anything on your insurance either, according to the insurance people. So it's not like it was before where you're based a certain distance from the fire station, that kind of thing. You get a break on your insurance. That's not that's not what they're endorsing these days. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Appreciate you giving us the heads up on that. And uh, hopefully uh, folks show up. Uh, hopefully folks show up uh, to uh, check it out tonight at the Pleasant Valley Community Center. Thank you for your call. 907-433-3150. What else? else? Oh, that was the other story. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Thank you, uh, Bert. Um, 
The other big story, and this is normal, this is national news, but I had to laugh so hard because the second story that came out on the national scale was Hunter Biden's attorney is now suing the computer repair shop that had his laptop and <clears throat> admitting no culpability, not saying that the laptop is actually Hunter Biden's, but they are suing them for breach of privacy by releasing data that belonged to Hunter Biden. They're saying you released his private personal data without uh, without his consent, but we're still not conceding that it was his laptop. Somehow, magically, mystically, the private information from Hunter Biden ended up on this random laptop, and you've now broken those privacy laws. You didn't have the right to claim uh, the computer under abandonment, yada, yada, yada. And so this was the, these were the two stories that were competing this weekend, was that Trump was going to be arrested and Hunter Biden's attorney was suing the repair shop saying that they breached the privacy and confidentiality without acknowledging that the computer belonged to Hunter in the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, well... Wow. Just wow. Uh is all I gotta say to that. That just that, that you know, the machinations and the twists and the 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 pretzel that you would have to twist yourself into to have that logically make sense is just yeah, just wow. Just crazy stuff. Uh what was the other story we wanted to get? I wanted to talk about the No Patient Left Loan Act, which is being uh Put forward by um, uh, put forward by Sarah Vance, and it's co-sponsored by Kevin McCabe and Ben Carpenter, and uh, it basically would prevent hospitals from, you know, what happened during the pandemic where people literally died alone. I mean, they could not had they couldn't have family or friends or anything in their dying moments. It was, I mean, there were some horrific stories in there. Uh, I mean, I think at some point it would have left people to basically say, I think I'll just stay home and die at home uh, without, uh, you know, supervision because I am not going to do this. Uh, I'm not going to do this alone. Um, but uh, anyway, this bill, it deserves it deserves more than the, th the two minutes that I can give it here. Uh, so maybe we'll uh, see if we can get uh, Sarah Vance on this week to talk about it. Uh, I think it's a solid bill. Um, and I think that, um, I think it deserves, I think it deserves it's, uh, it's due, due hearing here. I think it, it deserves to be discussed because there were so many problems with people, especially during the pandemic, um, uh, of being denied access to their loved ones. I mean, there's a story about a young boy who was, um, I think it was, he mentally, was he mentally handicapped? Uh, anyway, that he was isolated away from his family after he, I mean, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Some of the stories that you hear on this. So the no patient left alone act, um, it gets uh, support from Alaskans, but pushback from the hospital association says Suzanne Downing. And uh, I guess we'll try and talk with Sarah Vance about that. Hopefully this week we can uh, discuss this and we can go from there. Um, that's it. I guess that, uh, that brings us right near to the end of the story tomorrow on the program. Chris story will be joining us along with, uh, Brad Keithley. Somebody else is going to be calling in at the top of the hour. And I've just, 
uh, top of the second hour between Chris, between Brad and Chris. And I'm trying to remember who it was, but it's Monday and I can't remember. This is what happens sometimes when you don't write this stuff down. So we're going to continue those discussions. Uh, but that's all coming up tomorrow on the program. Tomorrow's another day. All right, my friends, thanks for coming in and joining us. You are going to have a fantastic day. That's it for sure. I guarantee it. A fantastic day. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You can follow us at any one of those locations. You could subscribe and follow. And don't forget, you can pick up the podcast wherever you find podcasts. The easiest one is Spotify. Be kind, love one another, live well. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, my friends, uh, we're done for today. Thank you for your participation. For all the good talks and everything else, I'd love to hear what you have to say. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Don't forget to hit us uh, over at the Common Sense Core if you want to support the show. Frank, for as little as three bucks a month, you can help support the show and be part of it. We'd love to have you. We got to go. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio, The Michael Duke Show. We will see you tomorrow.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.